during the initial part of the lockdown, unsubstantiated claims were circulating on social media that the new 5G mobile technology have led to the spread of the coronavirus pandemic, which resulted in the destruction of cell phone masts in several countries abroad. These actions, however, overshadowed the real concerns about the health risks associated with the technology, although the jury is still out on this issue. Closer to home, and in a recent constitutional court case dealing with the erection of cell phone masts, the Apex Court had to decide if telecom's rights held in terms of the Electronic Communications Act were subject to compliance with municipal bylaws and policies. We are discussing the Constitutional Court case of Telcom versus City of Cape Town and another today with Albert Swart, a director at Strauss Daily Attorneys. Good morning, listeners. Albert Swart here, looking forward to helping you understand the law and know your rights. Albert, I understand the subject matter of today's discussion is not new to you. Is that correct? Yes, you are correct. In June 2018, I assisted local residents with a formal objection to the Itequeni municipality granting a well-known cell phone company special consent for the erection of a 35-meter monopole telecommunication mast in a residential area of Warner Beach. The objection was premised on, among others, the non-compliance by the cell phone company with the municipal bylaws. What was the end result of the objection that was lodged? The special consent sought was not granted and therefore no cell phone mast was erected in the residential area. A win for the residents of Warner Beach. Coming back to the telecom matter, can you briefly explain to us the factual background of this case? Yes, of course, T. During 2015, Telcom wanted to improve its infrastructure so as to supply better service in the Cape Town area. It identified a property in a suburb of Cape Town for the construction of a cell phone mast but the said property was not correctly zoned for these purposes. In January 2016, while its application for rezoning of the said property was pending and not yet approved, Telcom proceeded and constructed the cell phone mast on the said property. The local residents objected to the cell phone mast and complained to the city of Cape Town. The city of Cape Town responded and, and imposed an administrative penalty on Telcom and suspended its rezoning application pending payment of the penalty. Aggrieved by the city of Cape Town's decision, Telcom launched an application in the Western Cape High Court in which the validity of the bylaws and its policies were challenged. Telcom submitted in that application that the bylaws and policies were invalid. The City of Cape Town opposed the application and lodged a counter application wherein it sought an order declaring that Telcom had built the mast unlawfully in breach of the National Building Regulations and Building Standards Act 
as the Seat Act required that the consent of the City of Cape Town had to be obtained before the cell phone mast was erected. The High Court rejected Telcom's submissions and dismissed its application, but the counter-application of the City of Cape Town was successful. The High Court declared that the construction of the cell phone mast was unlawful. Dissatisfied with the outcome, Telcom appealed to the Supreme Court of Appeal, but its appeal was dismissed with cost. Again dissatisfied with the outcome, Telcom sought leave to appeal to the Constitutional Court against the dismissal of its appeal by the Supreme Court of Appeal, which was also refused. Albert, what were the opposing legal arguments in this matter? Telcom contended and argued that firstly, the bylaws and the policies of the City of Cape Town were not competent. It asserted that the City of Cape Town had no power to make the bylaws and the policies which impacted on electronic communications that fall under the competency of the national sphere. Secondly, both the bylaws and the policies were in conflict with the provisions of the Electronic Communications Act and as a result the bylaws and the policies were invalid. Thirdly, the National Building Regulations and Building Standards Act did not apply to it because it was part of the state. As you know, that the that Telcom is a state-owned enterprise and further submitted that the cell phone mast was not a building as defined in the SIT Act. The City of Cape Town contended and argued which argument was favoured by the High Court, the Supreme Court of Appeal and the Constitutional Court that the cell phone mast was erected unlawfully in breach of the National Building Regulations and Building Standards Act because the required consent was not obtained from the City of Cape Town before the cell phone mast was erected. So there is hope for the residents out there who want to challenge the cell phone companies on the basis of non-compliance with the local municipal bylaws and policies relating to the erection of cell phone towers in residential areas or close to schools or public amenities. Yes, indeed. Experience has taught me that the devil is in the detail and with the right legal advice, the man in the street can take on the proverbial Goliath and win. There are many disqualifying factors that can assist them to challenge the erection of cell phone towers in residential areas. Thank you once again, Albert, for your time and input to empower our listeners. Take care. You're welcome, T. Until next time, goodbye.